The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Billy Sheehan is best known for playing the bass with such acts as David Lee Roth, Steve Vai, Mr. Big, and you know he was voted best rock bass player five times in guitar player readers' polls. It was in 2012 that Billy formed the rock supergroup The Winery Dogs with Richie Kotzen and Mike Portnoy. They've got a great third album out now, as I will discuss right now with the great Billy Sheehan. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm great, Billy. Thank you, and welcome. Congratulations on the new Winery Dogs album three. It's it's really great, and it's been a few years, hasn't it? It has a bit. Yeah, we got slowed down by the pandemic a little bit uh, before we could get back to work. And once we had a break, uh, Mike Portnoy and myself went out to Richie's house, and we started to write this record, and uh, we are so grateful and overwhelmed that the response has been really, really wonderful, and uh, we're, 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 we're blown away. It's it's, it's going to be a good year. Yeah, it's really nice. And, you know, like uh, other bands have said, the stars really have to align perfectly, don't they, for you and, and Richie and Mike to have gotten together again. Yeah, we're all busy on the side, but this is a band as opposed to a side project. So we all made a commitment early on that this would be a priority for us when uh, when, when when schedules and whatever allow. Uh, so uh, we were glad to get back together again, get out there in a little room and start writing again and the excitement uh came back. Uh, we have a really good chemistry writing-wise and live performance-wise, which I'm very grateful for. So we got this record together pretty quick. Whatever, I know it's whenever you're laboring over a song or a record, it's not a good sign. <laughs> but when it goes quick and fast and falls together righteously, as this did, I'm happy to say, uh, we, we were very excited for the possibilities, and uh, it's looking looking very good so far. I love the new single, Breakthrough. I don't know how else to describe it other than just really fresh energy. It makes you very happy. It's got such great hooks. Yeah, Richie did uh, the lyrics and vocals on that, and uh, what a voice. Uh, I'm really so pleased to work with him. He, he's just automatic. It's up to them like it. Bang, it happens. It's so great. No pitch correction, no tracks live. It's all real. It's all the real deal. Just the three of us up there with our amps and drums and guitar and bass. And uh, Mike sings a lot, too. I sing a lot, too. We got our harmonies going in there. And uh live show is uh, a pretty exciting, hot, sweaty night of rock and roll. So <laughs> we're excited to be touring. Uh, I also like Mad World, kind of a commentary on, on the times we're living in, yes? Very much so. And to me, it, uh, it's got a definite kind of a Motown vibe to it, which uh, I was really happy about. Uh, the way Richie sings it, he sounds like he was just hanging out with the Temptations or something. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, so it, it, it surprised me when I, when I heard his vocal treatment on it. Really, really great. That was uh, certainly one of my early favorites on the record, but it's hard to pick one, as, as you probably know. It's like saying, which one of your kids is you love the best. <laughs> I, I, I love them all on this record, but uh, this particular song has a spot in my heart. Well, I can tell you which one of my kids I love the best, but that's a topic for another day, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you've said it before, when you guys are on stage, it's, it's almost fun, relaxing, no pressure. How do you explain that? Because I'm assuming that there have been other circumstances where things were a little tighter. Exactly. Uh, well, I think it's just the uh, decades of experience between all three of us. We've been through everything. It was a pretty, pretty relaxed situation on stage. 
relaxed but not laid back. Uh, we, we hit it hard and we push hard. Mike is a grandmaster uh, of his uh, of his kit and of being in a band. He knows how to hold everything together and uh, uh, get the set list happening and do so many things behind the scenes that it's a comfortable, easy thing to go up and just be able to to blow off steam and and play uh, a hot, sweaty night. I'm confident with the people around me, which makes me do more and feel uh, more improvisational and get uh, and feel uh, open to new ideas and uh, jams live and things like that. So uh, having the confidence of the two uh, other members uh, is is a very important thing. We we ha- we end up with a very good chemistry live and that spills over into the studio and I hopefully therefore it is spilled over onto this new record. Yeah, is there I assume that there's something to the minimalism of having a three guy band as opposed to maybe four or five or or even more, some of my favorite bands besides, you know, yours is Cream, Stevie Ray Vaughan. There's got to be something to that, yes? Absolutely. The three piece, uh, the police, Rush, Grand Funk Railroad, Cream, (laughs) there's a lot of great uh, three piece bands. When you're in a three-piece band, one guy, you can easily see two guys and watch them and see where they're going. Either follow them or get out of their way or weave amongst them. And they can do the same. They're looking at two guys each as well. So it's just a, just a perfect little triangle of, uh, of attention that you put on the other guys in, on stage. So I know I'm on stage right, audience left. So I know to my left is Richie and right behind, back a little bit more is Mike. And I'm totally confident that I can look right at them and see them and know exactly where we're going. We have a good ESP as a result. You know, we kind of automatically know what the next thing is going to be without having to ever say it. It's kind of spooky, but it really is a prevalent on stage, that ESP thing, especially bass and drums. As a bass player, I'm all about the drums, and uh, working with Mike is a real joy. What about your experience with David Lee Roth? Can you talk about that a little bit back in the day when you were with Dave? What an adventure. What an amazing, uh-huh. incredible time. <laughs> it was mind-blowing. We, uh, Steve Vai, myself, Greg Bissonette, our keyboard player, yeah. Brett Tuggle, we were out on the Eat Him and Smile tour, and it was like, uh, it was just amazing. Uh, I remember one of our first rehearsals. I worked with Dave for months, recorded the whole record with them, everything, and we're finally getting ready to rehearse live for the live tour. And we're doing uh, On Fire by Van Halen. And I'm singing the harmony, going, I'm on fire, next to and Dave is right next to me with his mic singing. And right, it wasn't until then I realized, hey, I heard David Lee Roth's band. <laughs> it hit me, you know, the massive significance of that and what this meant to my life and career. And uh, I am forever grateful uh, to Dave for uh, grabbing me and uh, utilizing me in his band. And he's just a great man, and I, I have nothing but respect for him. It was an amazing adventure. Yeah, I mean, I remember the headline when you and Steve Vai were asked to join this outfit and how happy Dave was that he had found you two guys uh, in particular. Right on, right on. And then Steve and I were given the task to find a drummer. We went out and uh, we had a, a line of drummers down the street at this one rehearsal studio. And uh, Greg Bissonette, who became the drummer, when, the moment he walked in the room, we knew he was the guy. We didn't even hear him play yet. We just knew he was the guy. Right. Then he sat down with the kid and was amazing. And uh, he's had a wonderful career since then. He, play, he plays with Ringo now, so he's uh, not, so, not so bad playing with the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what is 2023 looking like for you? Because I see that there's already a bunch of winery dog dates. Yeah, and they keep coming fast and furious. I think uh, the bookings are now spilling over in the next year. So uh, 
Nice. I couldn't be happier as far as that goes. Because I, I, we're doing European shows, we're doing South American shows, Mexican shows, uh, all over uh, Southeast Asia and Japan, a lot more in the USA. The, uh, the West Coast states haven't even been announced yet, the USA, and there's a lot of them coming. So we're, uh, it's going to be a busy year, but I'll be doing the thing I love best, <laughs> playing live with uh, two guys that I uh, love and respect. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a riot, a lot of work, but uh, uh, in a very good way. I know you love this band, and I, you know, I recently talked to Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard, who said that playing in a couple of bands keeps him fresh and sharp. I imagine you feel the same way because you've played with a lot of people over the years. Exactly right. Uh, going uh, working with somebody else, you come back to your home band or or, or any particular band, and you've got. A, a greater vocabulary of things to do and how to do them and, you know, uh, the way to approach music. I've been really lucky to play with truly great players uh, through the years, and they've all left their mark, and it's been a great experience for me. It helps me in every other situation I'm in, one way or the other. When I, when I played with Dave, it was like a Ph.D. in, in showbiz, uh, <laughs> just learning learning from him. Everything that I learned was uh, just invaluable to me. And uh, a lot of the success of Mr. Big after Dave was the things that I learned while I was with him, uh, knowing the right things to do. And uh, I owe him a great debt, debt for that. So, yeah, working with uh, other musicians is a, is a good thing. I urge people to do it. Makes you stretch out a little bit, take some chances, try something different, different style, whatever. They come back to the thing that you do most or you love most, which is be pretty much straight up rock. Uh, you got a, some, a few more special flavors mixed in, which uh, help keep it interesting for everybody. Well, Winery Dogs 3 is available on iTunes, Amazon, and other platforms. I highly recommend it. And check out thewinerydogs.com for tour info, which is continuing to expand. Billy, thanks so much. It was great to talk to you, and good luck on the road. My pleasure, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Say hi to Las Vegas for me, and uh, I hope I see you out there. Yes, sir. All right, take care. Playing live is his favorite thing. I can't wait to see the Winery Dogs. Again, check out their upcoming shows on their website. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.